0: The safety act sparking all kinds of controversy in recent weeks and months as we head towards the november 8th general midterm election but the safety act actually passed back in january of 2021 and here we are in october of 2022 what is the safety act uh it's a uh, pretty broad measure that impacts police regulations and criminal justice. And it uh, came in the aftermath of the uh, the murder of George Floyd and uh, a lot of activity trying to, in a way, uh, bring about more equity, uh, a, a term that's used by uh, policymakers to make things more Uh, equal across uh, economics and uh, criminal justice and business and so on. Uh, But the Safety Act is, is a pretty broad sweeping bill that, among other things, eliminates cash bail for certain offenses, meaning if you're arrested and you'll get processed through the local jail, but you won't sit in jail, You'll be released pending trial. Uh, so there's a lot of significant changes that uh, law enforcement have actually said they need to 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 have happen before its implementation, January first. We've been following this, of course, with Springfield's Morning News uh, for for months, even back you know when it first passed in in January of 2021. But again, as we get closer to its implementation and more states' attorneys are taking a look at the clear language of the law. Uh, there's significant concerns. We'll hear some of those concerns. But real quick, a phone call. Good morning. You're on WMAY. Greg, it it goes both ways on, like, the political campaign commercials. There is no purge, right? They're not going to open the gates January 1st. Like, the the prisons aren't going to just release. There are still still some state's attorneys that, from their interpretation of that, that's how they interpret it, that people they have behind bars right now pending trial could be released so that that's still a concern but well what my question is because i i know the judge has the ultimate say in the end so will they go back to the prosecuting judge The sitting judge of that case, like, hey, we've got Emilio over here. Uh, We're going to let him out. What do you think? Is that how that's going to work or what? And again, I think that there's this uh, caveat of 48 hours prosecutors have to prove to a judge that somebody's either a flight risk or a danger to the community or so on. And And prosecutors have said 48 hours is not enough time to get the necessary information they need. I know you got to go, but what what a pain in the butt that's going to be if you've got to look at each case and each defendant that's going to be let out, and now you've got to go track down the judge that was doing, you know, that that initially put him in jail, and go, hey, what do you think? Let him out. What what do you think? Flip a coin. What are we going to do? Well, and and that's that's the concern. And that's the concern prosecutors have raised Is it's not clear enough As to what exactly is going to happen I appreciate the call on that and that really helps kind of crystallize Some of what's going on here right Yeah is it politics I don't know Uh, but let's hear Some of what uh, uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker Had to say uh, about this Issue um, recently when he Was asked again he was asked multiple times uh, During the, uh, the Debate Thursday what specific Changes would he like to see because The lawsuits that states attorneys are filing or stacking up even in sangamon county dan wright's filed a lawsuit to block the implementation of this saying that it's unconstitutional for several reasons uh but here's uh, governor jb pritzker on friday talking uh again answering the question what specific changes would you like to see and he doesn't really provide those real clear specifics. Well, I think it's very important that we look at Senator Scott Bennett's bill. He's really, uh, I think, written a pretty good bill, the provisions of which we should go through and decide which ones are appropriate. Uh, Working together uh, in uh, committee hearings and working groups, uh, there are appropriate changes to make, most especially to clarify for everyone uh, that there's no such thing as a non-detainable offense. Uh, And that what we're aiming at here is keeping murderers and rapists and domestic abusers in jail uh, and not keeping people who can't afford bail uh, for a a nonviolent offense uh, out of jail, not putting them in jail, but rather allowing them to get out of jail. So it seems that they might try to reform the language in the bill they passed in the final hours of the previous General Assembly to make it so it's non-violent crisis because as it is right now uh, Sangamon County State's Attorney Dan Wright, he uh, said in a statement when he filed the lawsuit challenging the act's constitutionality for various reasons, he said in a statement the law takes effect January 1st, contains confusing and inconsistent provisions likely resulting in divergent interpretations and disparate outcomes across the state. Other measures are clear, he said, but race sincerely held public safety concerns. Continuing on here with what uh, Dan Wright had to say, again, Sangamon County State's Attorney, he said, Offenses which are truly not Detainable under the act include Misdemeanor offenses and Class 4 felonies Not specifically listed in the Plain language. These offenses include Among others, aggravated DUI Causing bodily harm, certain Hate crime offenses, aggravated Assault with a firearm, concealment Of death, and threats of violence Against persons at school Wright said January 1st, judges will no longer have Discretion to assess danger to the Community as a whole When considering pre-trial detention of individuals charged with broad range of violent and dangerous offenses, he goes on to say, listing these offenses, aggravated battery, including great bodily harm or permanent disfigurement, aggravated DUI, fatality, aggravated fleeing and eluding a peace officer, aggravated leaving a scene of an accident, great bodily harm or death, arson, Burglary, drug-induced homicide, intimidation, including threats against witnesses and potential jurors, kidnapping, robbery, second-degree murder, threatening a public official, possession of a firearm by a gang member, possession of a stolen firearm, concealment of a homicidal death, theft in any amount, and all offenses involving legal drug distribution, Wright said. Similar tra- charges uh, to, to rights uh, allegations in the lawsuits have been filed by uh, state's attorneys across the state, uh, including in um, uh, Madison County, Knox County, Winnebago County, Boone, Henry, McHenry, and uh, Will counties. All uh, filing. Uh, lawsuits to try to block the implementation of the safety act. Uh, we do have, uh, as Governor Pritzker mentioned there, Scott Bennett's bill, a Democrat out of Champaign in the state Senate. And uh, that bill, it's been filed. Uh, we haven't seen any public hearings on this yet, uh, but the, the the act takes effect January 1st. I don't expect lawmakers to come back in these weeks leading up to the election, but they are scheduled back the week after the election. So I imagine you're going to see a lot of the conversation on this heat up even more. And what's fascinating is the election could very well dictate which track they take, right? Do they Democrats have their their rear end handed to them in the election out of concerns of crime and so on? And that causes them to recalibrate or if they come out of the election with their supermajority intact, do they then just move forward and and provide very surface-level changes? These are all things we have yet to see. Of course, it's going to be a fascinating uh, next few weeks here uh, once we get to the election, after the election, and as the General Assembly reconvenes for fall veto session. Uh, so we'll keep a close eye on all of that here with Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and News.